1: Here's the
2: host of It's Your Life James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's your Life I'm James Cooley and wow this is one of those wild days because uh, we know we just had the Christmas holidays uh, but you know we ain't gonna talk a whole lot about that one because uh, every day is a wonderful day. every day is a wonderful day especially. Uh, when you get an opportunity to spend time with your family, friends, loved ones, I mean, everything is absolutely wonderful. And uh, I got my absolutely wonderful co-host here, Michelle Cooley. Uh, how you doing today?
3: Doing good, doing good. Um, I'm just excited to be here, just to, you know, enjoy life. It's a beautiful day here, and uh, I'm ready to go on the show tonight.
2: And, uh, you know, I got my absolutely fantastic producers. Actually, uh, I got my producers in both uh, the Dallas area where we're at right now and also the San Diego area. So we got Noah uh, Dingley in San Diego. How you doing, Noah? How you doing, my friend? Doing well. Doing well. And we got Matt uh, Swinger in uh, Dallas. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> that you giving <laughs> us a thumbs up. But we got this absolutely wonderful guest uh, that uh, we got on the show today and, you know, I tell you, this young lady right here, she, I mean, she, I, I can't say she do this or do that because she do it all, you know, so uh, we're going to sit down and talk about uh, this absolutely fantastic radio uh, show host, uh, performer, artist, uh, and a lot of other things, uh, corporate world. I mean, the whole nine yards, I mean, the list get longer and longer and long longer. And she's sitting back looking all beautiful and wonderful uh, back in San Francisco, California. How you doing April? How are you doing today?
4: I am. Abs- I'm blessed. And I am wonderful. How are you this afternoon?
2: I am doing absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You know, so uh, just so excited to have you on the show today. And um you know, I tell you, I want to get this thing started immediately. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 344 Michelle, can you please tell our listening audience the title of today's show?
3: Yes. The title of today's show is A Sit-Down Discussion with Radio Show Host and Performer April
2: M. Wright. Tell our listening audience what the purpose of today's show.
3: The purpose of today's show is getting to know the background of April M. Wright and discuss her singing, performing background on stage, talk about her radio show, The Gospel <laughs> Experience, and discuss the current and future projects she is working on.
2: Why don't you introduce this fantastic guest to our listeners
3: Wow, there's a lot to say. I'm just going to hope I do her justice. April M. Wright a native of Richmond, California, began singing at the North Richmond Missionary Baptist Church at eight years of age. Since then, April sung, lectured, and directed choirs locally and internationally. April has directed several choirs in the Northern California region, including the California State Baptist Convention, Northern California Chapter, GMWA, the Historic Bethel AME Church, and Third Baptist Church of SF. April 1st appeared on stage when she was cast in David Leonard's adaption of a Little Shop of Horrors and more recently appeared in the 2018 production of The Dearly Departed, the 2016 production of Crowns and the 2015 production of The Dearly Departed. In 2017 and 2018, Symphony Enterprises, April's production company premiered her music review, Chicken Chitlins and Caviar, a musical journey through African-American culture. Some of April's recording credits include April Wright, Just April, Claiborne Leia Jr., It's About Time, D.R. Curry, Memorial Choir, Jackson, Mississippi, and many more. April continues to perfect her gift of music and has studied under the tutelage of Mrs. Ruby Pleasure and the late Dr. Beulah Forbes Woodard of the San Francisco Conservatory of Music. Her voice is a unique blend of classical, traditional and temporary gospel music, which gives her broad audience appeal. April can be heard each Saturday morning from 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Pacific on KPFA 94.1 FM or www.kpfa.org as the host of The Gospel Experience. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly welcomes April M. Wright.
2: How you doing, April? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show.
4: Thank you. That really sounds like a lot. When you hear somebody say it, it sounds like a lot. <laughs>
2: you know, doing the research, it's, uh, it's a lot more we could have put in there because you do, you're you doing so many things. And uh, it's just like I said, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. You know, so, Thank
4: you so much for the opportunity.
2: <laughs> April, what was it like growing up in uh, Richmond, California? You know, what, what was it like growing up there and, you know? Uh, become the person that you are today?
4: Well, um, that's interesting. I um, come from a large family. My mom is one of 15. My dad is one of six. Um, It was, when I was growing up in Richmond, it was a smaller community and everybody knew everybody. So when I went out, oh, so you're Betty Burris's child or you're Gene Wright's child or you everyone knew me so I grew up in a family of uh, two brothers so uh, my dad was uh, military my mom was a hairstylist turned cosmetology instructor and she is now a mental health therapist for the last 30 years so I had a wonderful childhood um I probably know more about football than most girls because I grew up with brothers and a dad that that's all they did. But um, it was a wonderful childhood, a wonderful childhood.
2: Wow. You know, uh, uh, growing up uh, around all of that and um, who was your uh, role models, your top role models? You probably had several. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: I did. Um. For me, a lot of my life was in the church and still is. And so a lot of my role models came from the women that I saw in the church who were business owners and homemakers and just independent women uh, who instilled foundational things um, within me, not just the foundation of the scripture, the word, and how to to um move in society. But they also showed me that women were able to do a lot more than their roles had dictated they should do. So it was mainly the women in the church um who were my largest role models.
3: Wow. So, you know, and your bio says you began singing at eight years of age. Um, does your family have a background of singers that we should know about and it influenced you?
4: Well, I wouldn't say that they were famous, but yes. Um, my mom was a singer. She played French horn. Um, my dad was a singer, choir director, and he played drums. So both of my parents uh, were musicians. My grandfather on my mom's side was a musician. And several of my uh, aunts and uncles are musicians. So I come from a musical family. Wow.
3: So did you have any favorite singers growing up? I mean... I'm sure there's a lot, but who is the most, like, who did you play in your house? Like the record player or something like that? I'm dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's because
4: I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Honestly, music has always been a part of my growing up. One of the things that a lot of people don't know, um, when we were growing up, my parents never woke us up with an alarm clock or woke us up, you know, we woke up to music. So my parents would put on Rogers and Hammerstein or the sound of music or something like that. And that would be our morning wake up. So because you have parents who are musicians, I grew up with all kinds of music in the house, the blues, jazz, gospel, Everything. So I have a love for all kinds of music. So my all-time favorite singer of all time is Nancy Wilson. Oh, my
3: gosh. You
4: picked the perfect person. You
2: you picked the perfect one. You know, I tell you, uh, this is so exciting already. We're going to have to take a station break. (laughs) Okay. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the singers and also uh, they have been to the theater side of you. So I tell you, you want to be part of this conversation? That's one 888 344 Again, that's one 888 344 It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly after the break.
5: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's
1: Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audio books are sold.
6: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM
0: 96.1 and AM 1170. The Answer.
1: It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley.
2: Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got the fantastic, fabulous April. And, uh, you know, I tell you, she, she was just telling us a little bit uh, about her, the singers in her family, how that influenced her. And, um, you know, I, I want to dive a little bit more deeper into uh, Mrs. April Wright and I'll talk a little bit more about the singing because she mentioned Nancy Wilson as as uh, one of her all time favorites. And uh, uh, can you expand on that? Uh, is there uh, another one uh, uh, other than Nancy Wilson? That's not, that's a fantastic one. <laughs>
4: Of course, I love Aretha Franklin, and uh, and it's because of her versatility, um, her ability to do gospel and be true to its form, her ability to do soul and R&B and be true to its form. And then when she stepped in for Luciano Pavarotti back in, I think it was 1998 when he got ill, And she did an aria and was true to that form. Uh, So it's her versatility that's also inspiring.
2: Wow. You know, you mentioned versatility. Uh, Let's kind of delve off into the theater uh, side of that. Can you tell us how you got started in that, first of all? And (laughs) what is your most favorite part of performing?
4: Well, I got started in theater based on a dare from a girlfriend. She had seen a uh, casting call for Little Shop of Horrors at a local junior college in uh, Solano. I think it was Solano Community College at that time. And she said, you know, you ought to go out for this, try out for this. And I was like, no, this is not something I think I want to do and on and on and on. She said, yeah, you'll be good at it. And I'm, no, 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 no. So she said, I dare you to try it. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I tried out for the part, got the part um, in Little Shop of Horrors as Ronette, one of the three uh, backup singers. And I Um, actually got bitten by the stage. Uh, My first experience, of course, you know, growing up in the church, you've got Easter plays and Mother's Day plays and all of those kinds of things. But in the second grade, I had my first experience with the stage in a variety show that I ended up winning second place in. So, um, It's been a, I guess you can almost say a lifelong journey. Theater has been, but I've been more involved in theater as an adult um, after Little Shop of Horrors.
3: Wow. I love Little Shop of Horrors, by the way. I remember watching the movie and it used to be a Broadway show. And I do remember the three uh, three backup singers and... The character Seymour, so I'm really familiar with the with the play. So, Mm -hmm. April, what kind of um, as a performer, what kind of music or genre of music do you like to perform?
4: Um, I am comfortable and at home with gospel because that is intrinsically who I am. I love R and B soul. And I love jazz. I am not as proficient with jazz as I am with gospel and R&B soul, but I love those three. Wow!
3: So, tell us about your CD, Just April, and kind of
4: kind of talk about your other
3: recordings as well.
4: Just April was a dream project. Um, I had always wanted to do my own CD. And through divine intervention and divine right action, as my mom would say, it came about. And it was a the, um, yeah, it was a dream of mine that that uh, came true. And it was the ability to actually not really check off one of those goals in life. But it was a goal that I had to to do my own CD. And I'm grateful, you know, for all of the people who came together to make that a reality.
2: Wow. Let's go back a little bit, because uh, I saw the excitement in your face uh, uh, when you first said that you went on stage. What is it like performing on stage? I'm coming in front of <laughs> Big crowds. (laughs) I mean, tell our listener audience what type of rush, uh, if any, do you get from that?
4: Ah, wow. Um, It's terrifying (laughs) at moments and it is awesome at moments. Um, The thing for me is theater forces you to be present in the moment at that particular time. And just the ability. To make somebody smile or make somebody laugh or even make somebody cry. To have somebody feel the emotion that you are putting into the character and actually get the message from that performance. Um, And the ability to change and transform somebody's life, that's the rush. Uh, for me. That's the excitement. Uh, just being on stage with um, whether it's a, a solo part or whether it's part of the ensemble cast, just being able to um, bring life to somebody's words and those words being able to change or transform somebody's life or to just um, impart information that they may otherwise not receive that's what theater does for me
2: wow well put well put um you you write about the uh sometimes terrifying being on stage (laughs) (laughs) but i tell you or what what excites me is i get up on stage and you know it's kind of terrifying in the beginning until you feel the rush Right, and then you forget all about that one, just like you said, because you are working and you're helping others, even inspiring others with your words. You know, so April, I want to get off into uh, uh, this uh, your chicken chitlins and caviar. I mean, yeah. I, I know we are only going to get probably a little bit of this before the break, but can we start that? I mean, can you tell us uh, what exactly uh, is that? Uh, that's uh, uh, a play, a book? Uh, uh, well, is it is a- not
4: dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you that it is not dinner. Chicken, Chitlins, and Caviar is actually a music review. And it is about black culture. And, you know, culture is food, it's clothing, it's language, it's style, and it's music. And so we use the words chicken, chitlins, and caviar to describe the genres of music. So your chitlins are your blues and your soul music. The caviar are the spirituals, the anthems, the gospels, uh, not the gospels, but the uh, spirituals. And then your chicken is your soul and your gospel. So we use those metaphors to describe the genres of music, chicken, chitlins, and caviar.
2: Wow, never heard it put like that before, but that is uh, so intriguing. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? How do you uh, intertwine uh, all of them into the music and the things that you do when you're writing and when you're performing? Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: So the show is a, it transports you through time. Um, We like to start off with our spirituals and we start off with the spirituals because um, that was the earliest form of music for the enslaved African. And then we move through um, time, so to speak, we do, um, soul music. We feature a specific artist and we do two or three tunes of that featured artist, but it's a music review. Um, we have costume changes. We have theatrical pieces. We have little vignettes that we insert into the show. And we also use multimedia that has narration. Um, so the show is meant to do several things, one of which is it's a, um, an empowerment piece. Most of the women who are involved with chicken chitlins and caviar are over 50. Um, one of the ladies is in her late 70s and she is still singing and dancing and acting. And what it is, is a tool to help other women see That, yes, you can survive whatever things happen to you, whether it's illness, whether it's divorce, whether it's loss or depression. One of the messages in the uh, review is called "It's um, the heartbreak series. And so everyone experiences heartbreak. So we have music that talks about the heartbreak, but we also have music that tells you you can survive it. Um, so there is a um, an undertone of you can make it. There's also an undertone of how God is able to carry you through all of this. And then there are vignettes um, with the theatrical pieces that give you some comedy. So it is, the show is... Um, there to be an encouragement, something to uplift you, to help you know that you're not alone, you can make it, and there are other people who have made it, so you are not in this by yourself. So the show has many themes that are intertwined into the music, um, so you are probably not consciously aware of all of the messaging that you're getting but all of that happens and you get an education in the process.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. You know what, April, we're gonna have to take a station break. But I can't wait to get back and continue this great discussion because this is an education. And if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 188 344 117 Again, that's 1888-344-117. Yes! Your life on James Cooley. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more
5: stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with
2: James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen to for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life
0: FM 96.1 and AM 1170,
1: The Answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley.
2: Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, like I said, uh, we got the fantastic April M. right here. And and I tell you, uh, educating us on the different genres of, music and how uh chitlins uh caviar yeah, i'm missing something Chicken,
4: chicken <laughs> chitlins and
2: caviar. How all of that uh, uh twines in and why that makes mm-hmm. a difference once you understand um uh, that there are different levels and there are different uh, uh inputs on how uh music is done and uh uh, listen, to audience, I know they really appreciate that education, April, because uh, that's the first time I ever heard it. And I can see why uh, you put it that way. Yeah, so uh, listen, to audience, again, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 344
3: April, let's go into your duties as the radio host of The Gospel Experience. First okay. of all, can you tell us how you started in radio and what the gospel experience is all about. How long have you hosted the show?
4: I have hosted as a as the primary host for since 2018. And I got into radio purely by accident. Uh, just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Um, a guy I knew had a book who um, It was just, had just been authored. And I mentioned it to Emmett Powell, who is the person who started the gospel experience. And he said, Oh, bring him in. I'd like to interview him. We get to the station, and I had known Emmett for several years. Um, Emmett Powell and the gospel elites, they traveled Europe and some other things back in the 70s anyway. He said, bring them in. So we came into the station and he asked me, he said, do you know how to type? <laughs> now, usually when somebody asks you if you can do something, it is because it's something they want you to do. And so I said, sure, I can type. Yeah. He says, well, I've got to get all of this music loaded into the system for reporting to BMI, CSAC, all of that for the artist that I'm playing. Can you do that for me? No problem. So I got all the information in for uh, his show. And so he asked me, he said, can you come back next week? And I said, sure. So that started a (laughs) 10-year stint in radio. I did seven years as his co-host and another three now that he's Gone on to be with the Lord back in 2018. The station asked if I would stay and take on the show as my own. So I have been the host and producer of The Gospel Experience since 2018. So the other side of your question, what is The Gospel Experience? It is a radio show, which is the longest continuous radio show in California, and we think in the nation, it has been on the air continuously for over 45 years. So what we do on the Gospel Experience is we play almost every genre of sacred music, of gospel music, whether it is the spirituals or the Sea uh, Island Gullahs, all the way to reggae, rap and contemporary gospel, and we educate as we go. So I give information on the artists, you know, where when they were born, and more especially for the artists that I play between 1910 and 1950-ish. So I give background on who they are and some of the um, – accolades that they have, the awards that they have, and some of the other works that they have done. So it's an educational piece as well as a gospel music piece. Wow.
3: It sounds like it it sounds like it's just an incredible, amazing show. And and when you're talking to me, when you're saying about the guests, you know, the type of music you playing. I don't know what Edward Hawkins singers just popped into my head. (laughs) Well, you know, they're Bay Area
4: people. Oh, and uh, so, yes, I am familiar with Edwin Walter Hawkins, the Love Center uh, Church. Um, I have actually done some work vocally with them on occasion Um, So, yes, uh, they are Bay Area, Oakland babies right here.
3: So as a radio host, each radio host, they have their own different hosting styles. What is your hosting style, April?
4: That is a good question. Um, I think for me, it's more informational. I want people to know who they're listening to and know what the background of that person is because sometimes that will help people um, connect better with the artists themselves. So even when I'm doing an interview, uh, I will ask questions that will get them into a conversation. So I like a conversational style more than I do Um, ask a question, give an answer kind of a thing, because I want the essence of the person to come across to the audience.
3: I definitely understand that. Um, April, you know, some people believe that hosting a radio show is easy. What are your thoughts on this? And, you know, we're radio show hosts and we can attest to what you are probably getting ready to say, but what are your thoughts on just the preparation time and just the, a lot of the things that go into hosting a show. Okay.
4: Well, as you know, other people may not, it is much more than just playing records it, it, it or CDs or whatever the medium is. It is much more than that for me. I start preparing for my Saturday show on Thursday. I start my prayer time asking the Lord what he wants for these listeners to hear. And it has taken on a different um, tone as we have been in this COVID environment and I have become increasingly aware of what God has me doing for the show during this, this time period. And my responsibility, as he has given me, is to keep my audience or any of the listening audience encouraged during this time of um, uncertainty and during this time of um, illness and not knowing what's next and not feeling like I'm on solid ground. So my shows have been geared toward keeping people encouraged, allowing them to know that they're not alone. That even though it doesn't seem like it, God is still in control. So I start preparing on Thursday, um, choosing music that kind of goes with that theme. Then on Friday. I start solidifying my uh, playlist for Saturday and then I start looking for my devotional moment because in my show I have a scripture for the day and then I do a devotional moment. Um, A lot of people have been out of the sanctuary, out of church during this COVID uh, situation and I became aware that some of the older adults who were not tech savvy, did have access to a radio. So then I became the person who gave them a little bit of scripture, a thought adjuster, kind of a devotional piece to kind of help carry them through the rest of the week. So all of that, just to do a three hour show once a week. And then you, of course, know all the technical stuff. So you get in, you've got to get all set up. You've got to make sure everything's working properly. So it is probably a three hour, I would say three to five hour prep time to run a three hour show.
2: <laughs> you believe it or not, it's probably a five to six hour prep time to one a one-hour show every day. <laughs> I, mean, I can believe it, that. I can
4: believe that.
2: You know, I tell you, um, I'm a big fan of your show and uh, I look forward to listening to it and I uh, want to talk about We're going to take a station break, but um, when we get back, we're going to touch bases with, with some of the guests uh, that you have on your show and you have everybody. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about that one when we get back. So, uh, listen to the audience. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 344 1170 We got that absolutely fantastic April Wright. We will be back shortly after the break. It's your life. I'm James Cooley.
5: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
6: available on amazon and everywhere books are sold
0: fm 96.1 and am
1: 1170 the answer it's time to dream big think big and be big it's time for more it's your life now here's your host james cooley
2: Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, we're just sitting back having uh, lots and lots of fun. And uh, I kind of like sit back and just let Michelle and April talk through that last segment. And I was just sitting here like having fun, like listening. And uh, April, just like what we was talking about, uh, we, we're still going to continue that conversation about your show. And uh, I became a fan. I think uh, Clayton sent me your link maybe about a month ago, maybe five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And every chance I get, I'm locked in and it's just, uh, it's fascinating. So,
4: well, thank you so much for listening.
2: Yeah. So, one of the things that, I mean, I, I do this during the time I'm doing my hike and I'm listening. You have all of these, uh, uh, great guests on. Can you tell us about some of the, the guests that you thought was pretty intriguing that you have on your show? I mean, everybody's saying well. Everybody, um, you know, I mean, everybody, all the music I listen to is like fantastic, especially all the new music that you play now. Can you mm-hmm. tell our listeners a little bit about that?
4: Thank you. So um, I think one of my most intriguing interviews, I've had a few, um, but Robert Sims is one of them. He is a lyric baritone who does uh, spirituals. And he has several recordings out, one of which is uh, Robert Sims sings the music of Roland Hayes. And just listening to his story of how he grew up and how he came into uh, classical music and is now doing um, opera and all of that. So he was one of my uh, most intriguing interviews. The other one uh, was probably Narda Michael Walden and uh, Mother Shirley Miller. I did a piece on the history of Oh Happy Day and interviewed uh, several people. One of which was Narda Michael Walden, who, as you know, is the producer of the soundtrack, The Bodyguard. And he's done all kinds of music with Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, and a plethora of artists. Um, But just sitting down with those two people was really uh, eye-opening. Wow. April,
3: um, how has hosting the gospel experience influenced you or inspired you as a person? Hmm.
4: What it has done, it has um, made me aware of how much your words matter. And it has... Um, humbled me um, because I know that there are people who depend on me every Saturday to just get through the the rest of their week. So it is inspiring to know that, first of all, I've got a listener base, um, people who consistently either log in via the website on www.kpfa.org ORG, or they are local, and they tune in to 94.1 FM. So I am aware that your words have power and your words matter. So it causes me to be cautious and to think twice before I say anything, um, because I want the correct message to be conveyed.
2: Wow. You are absolutely right about, um, your words matter because you never know, uh, who's listening and how inspired or uninspired. And I, I'm saying both that could be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause I
4: have been checked. Uh, when I first started, I had mispronounced a word. Um, uh, I said alumnus when it should have been alumna. I got a letter from the English professor at Fresno State outlining to me that I had mispronounced the word, and uh, I was better than that. So from that moment on, I said, "Okay, let me think two, three, four times before I open my mouth and say something."
3: (laughs) Uh, You know, I want to comment on that, April, because you are absolutely right. You know, even um, you know, when, when me and James. Um, do, we make it a habit of doing is, you know, we get someone's biography or just anything about them and we make sure we read it thoroughly. And if there's a word that we don't know how to pronounce, I'll just Google it or just do <laughs> How do you pronounce this word? Or like maybe before when we're talking to the guests before the show, how do you say your last name? Because it's a sign of respect and that right. you took the time out to really do your homework and to give the audience their due when you're saying things the right way.
4: Or some things, if you're not sure, you just stay away from it and you, you know, find another word or another way to convey the thought without having to use that word.
2: Wow. You know, (laughs) you are an absolutely fantastic interviewer. (laughs) I mean, and guests as well. April, what is your five-year vision, your five-year plan? I'm talking about you got an absolutely fantastic show. Where do you plan on carrying this show in the next five uh,
4: years? Are you talking about chicken, chitlins, and caviar? Everything. Or the gospel
2: experience, the gospel experience uh, chicken, chitlins, and caviar, all of these great things that uh, that you're working on.
4: Well, for chicken, chitlins, and caviar, we're kind of waiting for it to be safer before we reach stage. Um, We actually have our third show that is, we've got the framework for it. Um, We are just waiting for COVID to lift. Um, It is something that we have done um, uh, 2017 and 18, and of course, COVID hit in 19, but we plan to run the show, um, not just here in California, but wherever people want us to come and to uh, stage the show. So chicken chitlins and caviar can and will be on the road in the next five years prayerfully. And with the gospel experience, we want to continue to bring the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And we're gonna ride that wave to the beach. Uh, We want to uh, continue to expose people to the wonderful, rich history of gospel music and to honor our ancestors and then give a platform and a voice to those new artists that are coming on.
2: Wow, we're down to about the last 45 seconds of the show. Okay. How can people listen to um, the gospel experience and uh, if they wanted to reach out to you, how could they get in touch with you?
4: So the Gospel Experience is on 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific every Saturday morning. You can stream us live at www.kpfa.org, or if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can get us at 94.1 KPFA at uh, 94.1 FM. So those are two ways that you can uh, listen uh, you can email me at the station at Ms. April, that's M I Z, April spelled like the month, at kpfa.org.
2: April, I want to thank you so so much for taking the time. I'm inviting you back. I'm inviting you back. I'm inviting you back. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on uh, James Gould. with your life. I like to thank my great uh, co-host Michelle Cooley for always being here. I like to thank my producer Noah Dingley and my producer uh, Matt uh, Swinner. And uh, most importantly, I like to thank our listening audience for listening in every day. Uh, it's your life. I'm James Gould. We are looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message. We'll see you same time, same place tomorrow.